Welcome to Say Hi to Your Pets, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. I apologize for the low energy start to this show. Um, I am recording this. It is currently 4.25 a.m. on December 2, 2023. You might be wondering, why are you recording this podcast at 4.26 now? I don't, I don't know. Um, well, my sleep schedule's always, always messed up. But I don't know what to tell you. Here I am. It is, you know. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I, I did. I thought it was fine. Um, nice, quiet family gathering at home. Same as every night, I suppose. Um. I I picked up my nephew at San Diego, brought him back home. So that was cool. That was fun. He's he's in the Navy, so he's not usually here. Um, so that was a treat for my parentals. And it was nice. And I'm just, I'm exhausted from work. And there's no way around it. And there's no end until death to us part. Um, I don't want to sound that depressing, but, um, I feel like we should just move on because I'm just going to meander. Uh, I'm just going to meander. Should I change? I should inflect more pitches into my voice so I don't sound so monotone. Um, on this episode, I'm going to be talking about a movie called Nocebo. And why would I have every other movie? Oh, wait a minute. Nocebo is an actual thing. A nocebo effect is said to occur when negative expectations of the patient regarding a treatment cause the treatment to have a more negative effect than it otherwise would have. I don't understand that sentence at all. And I'm going to stop reading that Wikipedia page. So I can find nocebo. So here it says nocebo, parentheses, the curse. I don't know if nocebo is a, a Tagalog word. Um, nocebo English. The term nocebo comes from the Latin to harm for adverse reactions to medicines. Nocebo implies that patients are more likely to experience an adverse effect if they expect or are worried about the adverse effect. Um, I so the oh my gosh, so much dead air. From what I'm understanding, the nocebo effect is. They are more likely to ex experience bad stuff, bad feelings, if they expect it. So it's the opposite of placebo. Okay. You could have just said opposite of placebo. You know, that would have been much better and much f better. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. Also, I wanted to mention that... 
any loyal li- listeners to this podcast, which I think there are zero, you might think, well, the last episode he talked about Lake Mungo. And in this episode, he's talking about Nocebo. Both are horror films. This must be a horror movie podcast. But that isn't the case because my mind is always scattered. My obsessions and passions change on the weekly, sometimes the daily, sometimes hourly, sometimes minutely, sometimes secondly, sometimes millisecondly. Um, so, you know, next week I could be talking about something completely different. I don't know. I, I can't predict the future. But we'll get there when we get there, I suppose. Um, I looked up gaming news and I couldn't find anything worth talking about. I guess we could just read headlines. That's always not fun. GTA 6 game to be unveiled with 5 December trailer. Um, for, um, PlayStation Plus free games for December announced. Uh, let's look. Lego 2K Drive. PS5 and PS4, Power Watch Simulator, PS5 and PS4, Sable, PS5. You know, I think I, I think most people, I'm assuming most people do this, but I go on there, I download it or add it to my library or whatever, and I never touch them ever. Is that the case for most people or is it just me? I don't know. New York Times says the best video games of 2023. Um, Alan Wake 2. Never played it. Baldur's Gate 3. Never played it. Chance of Senna'ar. Never heard of it. Dave the Diver. I think I have heard of it, but I've never played it. Sushi and Scuba are only appetizers in this oddball game from the South Korean developer Mint Rocket that is set in an oceanside haunt where a giant octopus is terrifying the local fishermen. Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I disagree. I played the game. I didn't finish it. I... It bored me. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. A thousand percent, yes. Pikmin 4, a thousand percent, yes. Resident Evil 4, I haven't played it. Spider-Man 2, I I talked about, I think I talked about it. I started it and then I realized I never played um, Miles Morales, so I stopped it. Viewfinder, d- doesn't sound like the name of a game. Juliana Margulies apologizes after remarks on black support of Jews. <laughs> For Christina Hendricks, beauty comes down to corsets and molding. Elizabeth Debicki hasn't let go of Princess Diana. Okay. Mom claims video game companies are intentionally addicting kids. An Arkansas mother has filed a lawsuit. Oh. Um, okay, here's the last one I'll read. Coming soon, Nintendo Switch games arriving in December 2023. Batman Arkham Trilogy, December 1. 
Dragon Quest Monsters, The Dark Prince, December 1, A Highland Song, December 5, Outer Wilds, December 7. <coughs> now, I, I want to talk about briefly, I'm going to take a hard left turn because it's busy season at my work. I, I don't. I guess I don't want to be too specific about where I work, just in case. You never know in this crazy world. Anything could happen. But I work in a warehouse, and things are tense. I remember when I first started working at this company. They mentioned that things get tense, and I've I've seen things get tense because people are stressed. It's very busy. It's it's. It's tense. It's every everyone's on edge, and the leadership is always trying to like everyone just blah blah blah. Remain calm. Just work as a team. Work together. We're all on the same team. Blah 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 blah. And late, like there was one day recently in particular where. There's this one guy who's who's he was he was, I I was listening I was listen I was uh, oh my gosh I was eavesdropping unintentionally, but he was saying that oh there's some high school drama going on because the department I'm in everyone's teaming against me saying that my work ethic is bad and. They pulled me aside and talked me about my worth ethic. And I've never been pulled aside about my work ethic. And I realized that a group of them are friends with one of the managers. So I think they're trying to get me in trouble. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is better than a soap opera. Not really, but... And then I think the same day, I heard a, a girl saying like, um, yeah, they moved me because I know that this person was friends with one of the higher-ups, so they moved me. I'm going to talk to a manager. I'm like, these people have been here two weeks, maybe. This other girl was telling me, like, oh, that girl doesn't like me. She was really rude to me, and uh, I, I, I'm trying to avoid her. Uh, keep in mind, I don't even know this person, but this girl is pouring out her heart to me. Um, and then I, I met this Karen. It, it's weird. I've never really thought about the Karen, about Karens before until I, I witnessed this one. And the reason why this Karen is a Karen and an all powerful Karen is because everyone around her refuses to confront her and step up to her. That's the power of the Karen. And she is she is in her own world being a Karen. She, again, I think she's been here two weeks as well. And she's already up in everyone's business directing people like, um, excuse me, can you can you do this and this and this? You've been here two weeks, bitch. You know what I mean? And again, I'd, I'm not going to step up to her. But that's why she's a Karen, because she's scary. Uh, and she's not even scary, but I think people are scared or hesitant to step up to her because if they did, 
it might result in a a riot or a fist fight um it's interesting and there there's factions forming around her you could tell that everyone around her just wants to tell her to shut the fuck up but no one does so there are you you go around and there's factions forming around her like i overheard one faction like we ride at dawn we're going to take her out at dawn i think if a group of people started punching her the managers wouldn't even intervene they're like nope i know i recognize her that's the karen let them let them get through this they need this um just i don't think it's a lack of awareness i you would think that because the term karen has become so widespread in um social on social media and such you would think that all the karens would become self-aware and like try to fix or correct their behaviors but no that's what make them that's what makes them karens i don't think it's a lack of self-awareness i think they don't care they're going to do what they're going to do they're that's what that's what makes them karens this lady's a headache there's nothing anyone can do not even god um let's get to the movies I watched The Mist. And on my favorite podcast, We'll See You in Hell, they talked about The Mist, specifically the black and white version. And I actually purchased the 4K version because they really hyped it up on that podcast. So I purchased it. I think it went on sale. Um pretty low um let me check my account well now it's past black friday so me talking about this now is going to be of no help to anyone ever but let me just i'm curious i'm curious curious joss whedon um view order details so i i <laughs> Um I bought No Hard Feelings even though it's on Netflix. It went down to 11.99 and it's currently $22.20, so I thought it was a good deal. And then I bought The Mist for 11.99 as well. And it is currently $26.74. Um I it was the 4K 4 disc collector's edition. Um, I like The Mist. I watched it with my wife, um, directed by Frank Darabont, based on The Mist by Stephen King. So I watched it with my wife, and obviously there, well, for me, there was a lot of parallels between The Mist and The Walking Dead because of Frank Darabont. I I don't know why they ousted Frank Darabont from The Walking Dead. Um, 
He developed and executive produced the first season and first half of the second season of the AMC horror series, The Walking Dead, 2010 to 2011. Um, oh, here, hopefully this will give us the answer. In 20, July 2011, Darabont was fired from the position as showrunner. Initial reports suggested that he was unable to adjust to the schedule of running a television series. However, it was later confirmed that he was fired due to AMC's desire to reduce the show's budget twice as many episodes for 20% less of a budget and to his strained relationship with the executives of AMC. Darabont and his agents from the Creative Arts Agency filed a lawsuit against AMC seeking more than $280 million in unpaid profits. By July 2021, AMC had settled with Darabont and the CAA, agreeing to pay $200 million in future royalty payments. Um, I don't know the detail. obviously. Uh, I don't know the details about all that, but... I would say he is well he deserves 280 million or 200 million or whatever he deserves. The Walking Dead was awesome in 2010, 2011. I remember um I remember not knowing what it was about at all and seeing Steven Yoon on like Attack of the Show, I think. And I thought it was a comedy. I don't know why I thought it was a comedy, but I don't know. For some reason, horror zombie show, and then I saw Steven Yoon, like an Asian dude. Maybe I thought he was the comic relief before I even saw it, and he kind of was the comic relief. But that show was amazing in the beginning. And it sh it should not still be going on in 2023. Um let me see if it... I know there's a 80 billion um, spin-offs. Okay, so finally... It ended. According to Wikipedia, it ended in 2022. Jeez, like last year. But... Um, how many spin-offs are there? Uh, Fear the Walking Dead... Which went... Don't tell me it's still going on. It ended... A, um, it ended like two weeks ago. November 19, 2023. I don't think I saw one episode. The Walking Dead World Beyond. I guess that's a... Limited series. Tales of the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead... Dead City. What... Why do you need to put dead twice in the title? Oh my god. Um, The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon. <sighs> look. Oh, look, Clemens. Oh, I like that. Clemens Poesi. I, I, I recognize her from Harry Potter. She's in Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. There shouldn't be this much. A further spinoff has been announced. The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. Oh my god. 
Oh my god, they're bringing back Rick Grimes. Okay. I'm supposed to be talking about um the mist. I love The Walking Dead back I I think I dis- I started watching it shortly after it premiered maybe 2010-2011. I loved it. it. It was amazing and I I would credit the amazingness to Frank Darabont. Um maybe that's not fair. I think it it should be fair. I loved the show. It was fun. It was intense. I, I I remember that first episode with the horse when the horse I think he the horse fell over. It was like really intense, really good. I liked it through the farm uh the farm season. I liked it through the prison season. As soon as they'd started bringing other people like other factions to use that word again. Um I was out, hecka out. You know, there was the Terminus season and the Alexandria season. And I was just all the way out. I was like, this is done. I went from loving this series to just not giving a shite. And, you know, it's funny because I I, t- I talked about briefly at the beginning of this episode how my obsessions change over time. My wife got me like the the omnibus 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 books of The Walking Dead. That's how much I loved this series, and I think I have a Daryl Dixon pop figure Funko Pop, and I used I really used to love this show. And, um, as soon, you know, Terminus and Alexandria, I was out. Um, I remember this one, um, I think, is his name Ethan Embry? Ethan Embry was in, I think, one episode of The Walking Dead, either one or a couple. And he, he just played a, like, his role was like pathetic man. I don't know if I don't even know if they named him. According to Wikipedia, <laughs> he was in one episode called First Time Again. So they did give give him a name, it's Carter. And I remember this episode so distinctly because he just he went <laughs> the zombies were like infiltrating Alexandria or whatever. And he looked to Rick Grimes and he just said, help us. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, this is stupid. This is pathetic. And the whole point of The Walking Dead is that these people went from, you know, innocent humans just living their lives. And then this epidemic, pandemic, whatever broke out. And now they have to fend their lives, not only against zombies walkers but against other evil humans and this guy has been protected Uh, they've been behind walls throughout this whole virus breaking out so even now and rick grimes is now a seasoned veteran of this virus but there are still people who have been protected behind walls and ethan embry just went 
help us and there's a <laughs> there's a reason why he only lasted one episode anyway what was i talking about um so the mist the mist so the mist came out in 2007 the walking dead came out in 2010 i i could not help but feel a lot of parallels between the two i mean you replace the mist and these giant creatures with zombies and it is the walking dead i mean they are i felt like they were very synonymous with each other and in the mist you have this group of people that band together and also these there's all there's already a a different faction to use that oh shit my i got to plug in my battery hold please i'm back everyone um so i don't know why I, this this episode should be called the um the faction episode cuz i keep using that word i've never used that word in my life but you already have a different faction led by Marsha Gay Harden, where she is kind of, uh, I would call her a, a religious zealot, um, an overzealous religious nut. And people are already following her because people, when in times of crisis, I think people, some people need someone or something to follow. I think that's a popular trope. Or um, a popular theme. And The Mist uh, also in parallel with um, The Walking Dead. There's Jeffrey DeMunn who played Dale. Laurie Holden who played... Uh, what's, her, what's her name? Um, Becky? Andrea, Andrea, um, and Melissa McBride played Carol, and um, so basically, in the mist, this mysterious mist comes upon this town, and these pe these people are in a grocery store, and they kind of bunker down in the grocery store, and then they they realize that there are monsters in the mist some people are like we have to find help other people are like no we know what's out there there's these creatures and they're like you're crazy and there's like like many civil wars going on within this grocery store and i thought the movie was very good very well done it play it plays like walking dead the movie um you know, but like I said, but instead of creatures, instead of walkers, it's these crazy creatures. The CGI is not great. It was 2007 CGI. So, um, I don't know. Not, not, there's not much you can do about that, I guess, unless someone goes back and, I don't know, remasters it. But we, we watched, I believe we watched it in 4k i can i cannot tell the difference between 4k i'm beginning to think that my television is not a 4k television i believe it is but 
I can't tell the difference. I don't know. My my eyes are not great as well. Um, one of the darkest endings to a movie I've ever seen. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it here, but um, when I realized what was happening, it, it made me react. I was going, no, no, no. And it takes a lot for a movie to make me do that because I'm so dead inside. I just, I don't react. I don't feel anything, but this movie did. It made me, it, it made me like want to remind myself, like, don't worry. This is a movie. This is a work of fiction. This is not real life. This, this, this did not happen. Just remind yourself. I, I had to like take a moment to myself to to remind myself that this was not real thomas jane it took me a few minutes to realize who the 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 main dude was i feel he is not leading man material because if he was i would have recognized him right away but i didn't but he was fine in the role i just i, I think anyone could have played that role Perhaps better, but he was fine. Marsha Gay Harden is great. Uh, they call her a religious fanatic on Wikipedia. Laurie Holden, she carries a Colt revolver with her at all times. And Andre Brower, who I recognize from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I've never really seen. Um, Toby Jones. William Sadler. <laughs> William Sadler. I kept thinking of that guy who was um, the gay dude from American Beauty. The um, closeted gay dude. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. So I, um, I I would perhaps call William Sadler the poor man's Chris Cooper, or maybe vice versa. I don't know. Francis Sternhagen. Um, anyway, I I recommend The Mist. I it's it's intense and it's good. And um, if you like the early seasons of The Walking Dead, I think you would like The Mist. Um, I'm looking at Frank Darabont's Wikipedia page. He did Mob City, which I, I don't think anyone watched Mob. Canceled, TNT canceled it after one season. It starred John Bernthal, who played Shane. And according to Wikipedia, his last movie was The Mist. From 2007. That's. I don't know. Why? That's just sad to me. Um, Alright. Up next. Is Possession. I watched Possession on Joe Bob Briggs's Program on Shudder. Possession is one of the weirdest movies I've seen. 
to date, I would say. Um, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a very weird movie. According to Wikipedia, it's a 1981 psychological horror drama film directed by Andrei Zulowski, written by Zulowski and Frederick Tutin, starring Sam Neill and Isabel Ajani. Um, so themat- the- thematically, there's a lot going on, and I-, I would assume there's a lot of discussion about this movie. And what's going on in the movie. But to me, just watching it, it was very weird. The movie is about a a, um, a husband and wife. And they're going through a, a split, a divorce. They have a young child. And the movie up top was kind of boring, uneventful. And I feel like the movie jumped to life when... Heinrich entered the frame. Heinrich brought a very weird, uh, interesting energy. He's just like, there's one, I mean, there's a bunch of scenes where he's just walking around in circles, spinning around, going like, I think we should be friends, Mark. Come on, Mark, we should be friends. Like, it's a strange movie, and, um, there's just a lot going on. It's hard to unpack, to be honest. Um, apparently, Zulowski was going through a divorce himself, so he inserted that into the movie. There's an infamous scene in the subway where it looks like Isabella Johnny is losing her mind, and she gives birth to... or has a miscarriage to, like, giant squid pus and blood and... Um, I don't think I'd ever watch this movie again. Maybe without the Joe Bob because um or maybe I should watch it rewatch it again. It's like over 3 hours with the Joe Bob. It's just an an intimidating um runtime on this thing. And it's weird because she's Isabella Johnny is fucking a a giant squid and he it's turning into a doppelganger of her husband the movie is weird as fuck i don't even know how to explain it if you like weird movies you can check it out it's kind of a slog but um i mean it's interesting it's not i'm not going to say it's a bad movie it's an interesting movie for it to be one of the weirdest movies that I've ever seen is, um, it stands out. I'll say that much. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I, I don't. I don't think I'm a big fan of Sam Neill either. He's his acting was a little weird. It it did feel that they were kind of overacting, but I think that was intentional because the the whole movie is just a whack job. But check it out if you like weird movies. I, I'm getting tired, folks. I ate really badly yesterday. 
Um, my my parents buy these huge jars of junk. Sometimes it's like a an, an off-brand Gardetto's pretzel chips mix that they think I love it, but I don't. I just sometimes I want something to munch on. But the recent one is like these honey roasted nuts, which I heard nuts are good good for you, but not when there's pumped full of like sugar and salt. And I just eat them mindlessly. So I ate that for, I guess you would quote unquote call that breakfast. Just eat half the jar and then you eat breakfast. I ate breakfast and then I get in bed and, and start binging lessons in chemistry with my wife. And we're, before you know it, she's eating a bag of chips and I'm eating a bag of nuts. And then we switch off and and we're just laying there so we're not burning a thing. Life is hard. Did you know that? Life is hard. Um, What time is it? Let me talk. I, I, I've been watching Swamp Thing. I remember, you know, Pat or Joe talked about it on We'll See You in Hell. And he said he really liked it. By all accounts, I heard that the series was pretty good. And I was like interested in maybe buying the whole series because they canceled it pretty quickly for some reason. And it, it would never go be, below like $45 um, on retailers. Let me see if uh, Swamp Thing Series. Uh, TV series. Um... Well, the DVD is currently $13.32. The Blu-ray is $31. I'm not going to buy it now, but um, it just showed up on Tubi. Like the whole thing just showed up on Tubi. So I better finish it before it leaves. But I've been enjoying it, although it's been a few days... It's been a few days since I've watched it. I've seen the first three episodes and I like it. I like that it's dark and it's like... I didn't know that it was almost like a horror series. There's like some gore and some a few supernatural stuff in it. Some supernatural stuff. And I like how dark it is. And it's like a, it's like a rated R horror series about a DC superhero. I know nothing about Swamp Thing. Um, Abby Arcane played by Crystal Reed, who I think this is the first thing I've seen her in. Um, I saw Crazy Stupid Love. I'm assuming she played a small role because I don't remember in it her in it. Um... Pinball, the man who saved the game. She's in Teen Wolf, which I've never seen. Um, she 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 played Allison Argent in Teen Wolf, two thousand eleven to two thousand fourteen, and then 
she was she played Marie Jean Valet in something called Teen Wolf in 2016. So I don't know what that's about. Um she played Sophia Falcone in Gotham, which I, I saw at least one episode of. Um I like her in it. I like her in Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, I'm looking at um Pinball the Man Who Saved the Game is a 2022 biographical comedy drama film directed and written by the Bragg brothers. Um, why was there a 35-year ban on pinball? Whatever. Um, I was joking with my brother that this TV show, they're already... Because I didn't know... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I did not know that Alec Holland was going to become the Swamp Thing. So I I joked with my brother um, that they are they are already hinting a romance between <coughs> the main girl and a guy that looks like her dad. And there I guess there is kind of a romance between the the things. Um, but I like it. It's dark. I think they're. I feel like it's already going to get stretched out a little too thin. Like, I want them to focus on the swamp thing. But they're already, like, there's something going on with, um, what's his name? 90210. Ian, Ian Ziering, Ian who I would call the poor man's Paul Walker. Uh, he, I mean... I don't know that I just want to see more swamp thing and maybe that's intentional. There's not a lot of swamp thing. It's it focuses a lot on um, what's his name? Will Patton, Avery Sutherland, like bring us back to the swamp thing. Shortly after its premiere, DC Universe announced that Swamp Thing had been cancelled. The remaining episodes were released on DC Universe until the series' conclusion on August 2nd, 2019. The series received positive reviews from critics, particularly for the series' horror elements and practical monster effects. Yeah, the effects look pretty good. Um, I like it. I, I, am, I am slow to returning to back to it. I will say that much. Like there there's a a romance between Abby Arcane and Matt and I'm like guys. Also the this lady who who says she is Matt's mama looks like his sister. So I don't know what that's about. I got to sneeze and I have to pause the podcast and I'm back. Um, my wife and I have been binging lessons in chemistry. I saw this book, this book was like advertised to me on Amazon. I didn't know what the book was about, but I was kind of intrigued. 
Lessons in Chemistry um, by Bonnie Garm Garmu Garmus. And um, my wife, she probably saw a clip of it on like TikTok or something. She's like, I want to watch Lessons in Chemistry. That's kind of how it goes. Oh, shit. She was born in Riverside. Um, she lives in London. Bonnie Garmus. And I've been enjoying it a lot so far. Um, the pilot was great. We have now binged six episodes so far and we're liking it what's her name um brie larson is a great actor actress i, I don't know what wikipedia says she's an american actress so i don't uh, you trust wikipedia you know she's a great actress you know i i first saw her in scott pilgrim and she didn't have a huge role, but I just noticed that she was a beautiful gal in Scott Pilgrim. I remember she was like a singer, right? She was a... I know she was a... Uh, well, now she's, mo she's, an, she's an actress. So they don't even list her as a singer. Um, so... Our, or maybe I'm just confusing her with um, because she sang in in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, Brie Larson singer. Did Brie? I'm getting too off track. I don't. She's a she's an actress. Let's let's just move on. Um, so let me look at her filmography real quick. Oh gosh, I'm never gonna find it, am I? Okay, well, her filmography is huge, but I first saw her in Scott Pilgrim, and I don't remember her being in Don John. Um, she was in Kong Skull Island. She was in Room. Did she win for Room? Um. Larson won the Academy Award, Golden Globe Award, and BAFTA Award for Best Actress for Room. She was excellent in Room, and I started thinking, like, as I was watching Lessons in Chemistry, I started wondering why I dislike Captain Marvel so much. Because I didn't like her performance in it as well. And... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know who is to blame because I didn't like her performance in Captain Marvel. I feel like throughout the, the whole thing, you you don't know anything about Captain Marvel. You can't get into the character. There are no character quirks or anything to latch onto in the in the character of Captain Marvel. I felt like the. Um. The story was a mess. The screenplay was a mess. And Captain Marvel is one of my least favorite Marvel films, if not my least favorite. I'm reading here the film 
Captain Marvel received generally positive reviews from critics with praise for the performances of the cast, particularly that of Larson. I, I don't agree with that. Um, and I, I can't, it's not fair to say that she was bad in the movie. Because, as you can see from movies like Room and move and shows like Lessons in Chemistry, she's an excellent actress. She's very, very good. So, I, I again, I don't know if it's the directors are to blame for Captain Marvel or the writers. Um, maybe she's just not good in a big budget movie, and she's good in these smaller character based movies or television shows or whatever. Room was obviously a very small character-based movie, and Lessons in Chemistry, her character is like very specific, and she's very good in this TV show. Um, Lewis Pullman, who is Bill Pullman's son, I recognized him from Top Gun Maverick. He had a small but pivotal role in that movie. And I am like I am liking lessons in chemistry a lot. It's just could you argue is it like heavy handed? Yeah, yeah, kind of I guess, but um it it just really shows the the unfairness of how women were treated back then and now and I gotta be honest, like when when they show the the panel of people talking about watching the first episode of Supper at Six, and the guys are all like losers and pervs, and the girls are like, no, it made it made me feel good, it made me feel capable. The guy the comments that the guys were saying are like stuff that I would say or think, and um, I'm just being honest, like. Stuff that I probably shouldn't say publicly. So it made me feel bad about myself, but what are you going to do? Um, I don't like, I, d- I didn't like the voice of 630. I don't know if that was part of the um, book. I, I learned after the fact that it was voiced by bj novak like i don't want a stoic um emo sounding soft-spoken man to be voicing 630 like dogs are happy like they, they, it should have been voiced by like the the dude who voiced doug from up you know like <laughs> squirrel like that type of thing like i i don't want to think of dogs as like emo sad depressed dogs like full of regret um i don't know it just bummed me out and it wasn't appropriate like it should have been a deeper voice to, if they were going to go that route like i wish i i wish i could have saved him but i couldn't but instead it was just like i'm full of regret and there's nothing i can do she didn't speak to me for weeks i don't it was just kind of a bummer i did not like that voiceover episode um i love 630 though and finally with 
at the 52 minute mark we get to nocebo um i'm going to read the description of the movie and why it caught my eye nocebo i don't know what that word meant um for some reason i read the description or i don't the word filipino is what caught my eye a fashion designer suffers from a mysterious illness that confounds her doctors and frustrates her husband until help arrives in the form of a Filipino nanny who uses traditional folk healing to reveal a horrifying truth, a Shudder exclusive. So what intrigued me about the description, A, is the Filipino, and then B, that Eva Green and Mark Strong were in it. And I was like, hmm, you have some pretty big stars in this movie that involve a, a Filipino character, a Filipina actress. And that was intriguing to me. I'm like, wow, because usually the case is like there's a Filipino movie and then they try to get an English speaking actor in it and they're always terrible. I'm being honest, and I know that's mean, but it's true. Um, they, they need a, an American actor or a Canadian or someone to play a Canadian landlord or something, and it's they always pay them. I'm assuming they pay them very low because obviously they can't get a big star, so they get an aspiring actor or someone, and the results are always bad. So here we have. I, I wouldn't call this a Filipino movie or a Tagalog movie. Um, but it involves a Filipino character and there's these big stars in it, Eva Green and Mark Strong. And let's give some kudos to this Filipina actress, Chai Fonasier, Fonasier who I um, was not familiar with. Um, she has some credits under her belt. And she, she was a contestant on the first season of Pinoy Dream Academy. Um, she's a actress, singer, and songwriter. She was great in the movie. Um, so the, the gist of it, I'm going to try not to read the Wikipedia page, but the beginning of the movie... Um, Eva Green plays a fashion designer and um, she sees like a cursed dog out of nowhere. The dog starts to like shake and these gross, disgusting ticks start flying off the dog and they fly onto Eva Green and they like bite her and then like she blacks out and then she becomes very sick. So there, there's not a lot explained at the beginning. I guess that's most horror movies. And then slowly it everything unravels and slowly it's explained. And I don't want to spoil it necessarily, but I thought it was a pretty, surprisingly pretty good movie. Interesting movie. Um, I guess I will spoil it because it's hard not to hard not to spoil it when I'm talking about the movie, but, um, basically it turns out, well, like this, fi <laughs> so the, 
Sochai Fonasier. Fonasier. She 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 shows up to the doorstep of Eva Green's house. And it's funny because I say this line to my wife now who is a Filipino nurse. And I go, hello, Christine. My name is Diana. Um, she has an interesting way of speaking. And um, apologies for the noise. And my, wa- my wife says she can't do the accent, even though she's Filipina. I don't know. Anyway. So Di- um, Diana shows up to this uh, doorstep. And she says, you called for me, Christine. Do you not remember? And then Christine's like, I I have experienced memory loss. I don't remember. So as the audience, you're trying to figure out, like, who is this Diana character? What is she doing? She's obviously suspicious. There is a weird scene where it's almost like a weird flashback between Diana giving birth and Christine giving birth like and then that's not explained right away so like what well, what's that about um and then it seems that Diana is performing this weird kind of I don't know what to call it Filipino witchcraft maybe um calling it voodoo is probably incorrect but that that's kind of the feel that it gives and um so mark strong the husband is suspicious and he's like i I don't trust her i don't you i don't know why she's in our house you don't even remember inviting her to our house like what's going on and then so there's friction between the husband and wife and the wife is sick and getting sicker and she requires like this oxygen mask um, when she goes to sleep. And um, so it was an interesting and here's the spoilers. By the end of the movie, it turns out that um, Eva Green went to the Philippines to visit the factory where her clothes that she designed as a fashion designer were being made and being knitted together or whatever. And she, she's kind of, she's not extremely rude about it, but she's like, they make 20 per hour. Um, let's try to bump it up to 30 per hour. Like give them no breaks and let's put a lock on the door. So to make sure that there's no theft involved. And then Diana, it turns out that Diana was one of the workers and she brought her daughter to work. She leaves. It's very harsh conditions, (coughs) which I'm pretty sure is accurate to this day that it's still going on. Um, It's very hot. So Diana leaves to get water and then a fire breaks out, kills a bunch of people, including her daughter. So Diana seeks revenge. Um, So she ends up, I was about to say in the States, but I don't even know if that's true. Um, Maybe they're in London. I I don't don't know. I 
um, I, I'm not sure, but um, so Diana ends up at Eva Green's house. So this whole time she's planning on basically killing her and taking her daughter, but she doesn't take her daughter in a traditional sense. There is a sort of I don't know what you call it, a side plot where this kind of Filipino witch lady showed up at Diana's house when she was a kid and she died and this bird comes out of her mouth and went into the mouth of Diana when she was a kid and she becomes the new witch healer, whatever you want to call it. And she passes that on to Christine's daughter. So it's a little weird because, and I apologize, I, I said Tagalog. I, I, there's different um, languages in the Philippines. I'm, I I'm not even sure if Cebu, Cebuano is a language. I, I said Tagalog, but I, I was wrong. I was wrong, okay? I was wrong. Tagalog is not the only Filipino language. Um, so I was asking my wife, like, well, the bird goes into the, the mouth of the da of Christine's daughter, but that's not Diana. That's the bird. And then I was like, well, Diana said she was going to be with the daughter forever, but that's not Diana. That's the bird. And, um, but she was like, no, that's that's Diana. It was a little confusing. But, you know, you know how movie endings go, especially horror movie vague endings. It's slightly vague. It's up to interpretation. But it was a pretty cool movie. And there was a there was a, a true life event that this movie is slightly based on. The 2015 Kentex Slipper Factory Fire, which was in Manila, Philippines, and a bunch of people died. So you can read up on that if you are, um, if you are so inclined. I thought the movie was pretty good, and I, I liked that it was a movie with big stars, with a Filipino actress and a Filipino character in it. Um, I thought that was interesting. And I hope, I hope there's more of it. Um, you know, there's, I don't know what I was going to say, but I, I recommend it. It was pretty cool. Um, Chai Fonacier. Kai Fonacier. She was good in it. That's all I have. I passed the hour mark. Um. Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well. I apologize for my brain. I'm scatterbrained. I know I pause a lot and hesitate a lot and stutter a lot. That's that's who I am. That's me. Um, I hope you're doing well. Take care of yourselves and each other. Don't abandon your friends to the wolves. Um, it's now December 2nd, so it's holiday season. I recently purchased this peanuts holiday album on iTunes for like 4.99 i i'm hoping it gets me into the spirit even slightly um but that's all i got um 
I hope you're all well. I think I said that the third time. That's the third time I said it, right? It's terrible. Um, good luck to you and all in your, of all. Uh, thank you for listening, and say hi to your pets, for me. <laughs>